Gorzka. In the FA Cup, Wolves chomp United, Swansea give City a fright and a great weekend for the Scousers as Everton beat Chelsea and Liverpool are back in with a shout. It's all to play for in the Premier League. Elsewhere, for Messi against Betis, it was three of quite literally the best. Real under Zidane pass their first test and Inter win the Milan derby as the race for third in Serie A sees no rest. Toronto FC and a classic Mumu of the Week round us off. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. There is only one person here with me this week. It is the ever loyal Bernie Uche. But there's only one Bernie Uche. <laughs> I think I've done this before on this part. But wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. But in general, there's probably more than one Bernie Uche. Have you I've, ever found one? So uh, I was at a client two weeks ago. Yeah. And the guy said, I know a guy with your name. No. I said, this is, this is not possible. <laughs> not possible at all. Take that back, you said. Apparently, it's a Bernard. That's different. Yeah, because as the world, well, you listeners don't actually know this. Yeah. Bernard is not my name. No. It's not on my passport, not my birth certificate. It is Bernie Uche, so I'm probably still the only one. I'm not going to lie. When I first found that out, I was surprised that Bernie wasn't short for anything. <laughs> I was just like, your parents just liked Bernie. Fair play. They, they really just did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I've never met another Alexander Nathan. There are plenty of Nathan Alexanders. Nathan, I, I feel like there's someone who does... Uh, like TV, who's Nathan Alexander or something. Probably. I don't know. I mean, those, the two names are common, but in, not in my combination, apparently. Anyway. Mm. Um, what is also uncommon is uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers in the semi-finals of the FA Cup, having this week beaten Manchester United. Yes. 2-1. And to be honest, they were quite comfortable. This was, a, this was not a good performance from Manchester United no. at all. Uh, it was a great performance from Wolves. Hmm. Um, I, I like them, honestly. I, I like everything they're doing. I like Nuno Espirito Santo and his very weird Portuguese-English accent. Oh, I don't know where he got that from. But it's I, wonderful. It, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Look, when, you're caught, when that's your name, you know the voice is going gonna, is gonna to match it. <laughs> it's an epic, epic voice. It, it really is. So I, and, and, you know, there are, some, there are players that have gone under the radar, and I think Jimenez is one of them. He's hmm. a brilliant brilliant forward just just a great player I, I actually would love to have him at united Ooh, yeah i really think so as far as say a bench option because i'm not sure he's that he's like better than rashford for example on his day but if jimenez had to play up front i wouldn't i wouldn't feel afraid of that that wouldn't be a problem for me at all no i think that's fair and especially i mean wolves in the second half of the season have used him in a two with diego jota um and I think that really helps because he does a lot of work. Mm -hmm. you know, he bustles, he does the channels and stuff. And he's got 15 goals in all competitions, which is not bad. It's not prolific. It's not lethal. It's not, you know, Aubameyang and Kane and, and what have you. Although, to be honest, Aguero is the top scorer and he's got 18. Yeah. So he's not that far off. And by all accounts, I think Wolves are activating their 38 million uh, release clause. You or, have to. Buy, buy, buy our option for him at the end of the season. And it does sound like a lot of money. But you have to remember that Wolves are financially doped, so it doesn't matter. Yes. And where else are they going to find a forward to score them 15, 20 goals? Exactly. And then also on the flip side, Jean Moutinho has been a 
Mm. Under the radar, brilliant signing. Yes. Brilliant signing. Five million, was it? Yeah, five million. That's the opposite of financial doping. That's just good <laughs> business, right? And and my favorite, Ruben Neves. Oh. He is he would slot into this team, Manchester team, in a second. Is there anyone else you want to sign from Wolves? I, I like I like their whole team. I like their whole team. I really Here, do. Here's a question. If Solskjaer doesn't get the job, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this now because in, in our in the football world, you know, two two losses in a row means you're trash. Right. Um, <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't get the job, would you consider Nuno Espirito Santo? Uh, I don't like him that much. <laughs> oh, come I, on. I, I do like the man, but I don't like him that much. Uh, I'm not sure I want his grizzly beard at, at, wow. at, at Old Trafford. Well, but you're like, you can have the job, but you're going to shave. Yes, okay. absolutely. Uh, but on that... On that uh, you know what? I, I don't think United played well, as we said. I thought Pogba was missing. And he's to me, he's not been good the last three games. Mm. I know United recovered uh, in the game against Southampton, I believe it was. Uh, I believe he played against Liverpool in the nil-nil. I didn't think he was good either. I thought he had flashes against Arsenal, but was overall not very good. So that's a worry. Rashford has not been good since... P- I mean, he didn't score against Southampton. He didn't... PSG, sure... Okay, give you that. Yeah. But Arsenal, he wasn't good either. And those two have been leading this team, and those two have been bad at the same time. So I think that's a very big concern. With Rashford, is there any is there any merit to the argument that, and I say this as an outsider looking in, when Lukaku was kind of out of the team and struggling, mm-hmm. Rashford was leading the line, he was the main man, and he was scoring in every game that he played. And then Lukaku, you know, Solskjaer worked a bit of magic with him and brought his confidence back. Um, brought him into the team slowly. Lukaku started scoring goals, went through a good patch, and then it was kind of like now he's trying to get them both in, you know, here and there. Has that affected Rashford and the way he plays? Um, I think maybe to an extent. I think Rashford himself has to do the right things, and I think I can't I can't make any excuses for errant passes or just mm. stupid shots. There was one against Arsenal where. I don't even know what he was thinking. It went to the corner flag. It was just disgusting. A shot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When he really he, should have passed it or something like he that. He does love just like to put his foot through it. He's watching too happens. much Ronaldo. Like, <laughs> just take it easy and take only the good parts. But that said, he himself said he's ready and willing to play anywhere on the pitch. So if he's going to say that, he has to back it up. But Lukaku did score six goals in three games. So you're not going to... like He doesn't deserve to be moved anywhere else if he's going to do that. Yeah, That's just the way it is. That's fair. I, I think when a, state, when a player makes a statement like that, you should call them on their, call their bluff. Yeah. Stick him at left back mm-hmm. and see how long it can take yeah. to complain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, more, I'm more concerned by Paul Pogba than anyone else. That's I fair. think if Paul Pogba is ticking, then the rest of them are going to play and... Against Arsenal, there was that one glorious counter-attack yes. that, that he hit the ball he played for Lukaku, and Lukaku's control was shocking. In the sense that it was good. Right. It was shockingly good. <laughs> so maybe something is going on there. But the one thing I did want to address coming in is there are United fans who are starting to get jittery. As you said, you lose two games, you're, all, you're a fraud all of a of sudden. But I, I just did the numbers, and even with, yes, they were out in the FA Cup, but sure, you beat Arsenal and Chelsea. And they lost the one game in the Premier League to Arsenal, who, if you do lose a game to Arsenal, it's... I mean, those are games that you say they can go either way. Yes. So what? So when you do the table, he's actually still leading the league since he showed up. Yeah, most So it's like, like, even with City and Liverpool, so he's still done a wonderful job. Of course. He's still in contention for the job. Like, people should calm down. Yes. But I need to get off Twitter, probably. I mean, obviously. <laughs> That's the solution to most of life's problems, is to get off Twitter. Um... No, I think it's two games in a row, which 
which doesn't help. If it was like one game early and then one game now, yeah. no one would care. Um, that said, if if you lose another game, sack him. <laughs> <laughs> if you lose another game, it's Nicky Butt for the job at this point. We'll go through all the legends until we're finished. <laughs> um, just quickly before we move on, uh, Wolves, they're a good team. They, I mean, they got promoted mm. and they're going to finish in the top half of the table yeah. comfortably. They're doing really well in the FA Cup. They've beaten some top six sides. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've lost against any of them. Maybe Liverpool, maybe City, I'm not sure. But they've done very well. If they invest in the summer, which they will, mm-hmm. can they push for like top five, top six? Can um, they break, like if, you know, if Chelsea stick with Sarri and it doesn't work for another year, can Wolves break into that club? I, I, think, I think it's a case of can they keep some of these players? Can they keep Ruben Neves if a bigger team comes in? I doubt that. I think he would push for the door as hard as he can. It's a great project, but I don't think he's staying. I don't, uh, well, that's if that's if we want him or someone else wants him, and I very much do. <laughs> uh, Jimenez probably stays. I think quite a few players might move around to bigger clubs. Like Tottenham can probably pick off some players if they finally get some money. We'll that's never a know. Big if. <laughs> exactly, it's a big if, but. My, my my thing with Wolves is, is this. I love this team. I think they're a wonderful instruction in the Premier League, more so than a Leeds would be, but that's a separate argument. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> unprovoked assault. That was, that was a conversation from the group chat that annoyed me. So I had to bring that up. Uh, and then I forgot exactly what I was going to say as well. Oh, yes. Um, they are a prime example of this thing where... You're a mid-table club or you're just outside the top six and you go for trophies. Like the FA Cup, they went for this. Mm-hmm. They beat Liverpool in this. And yes, Liverpool had a, what's that, a reserve, not a reserve team, but not, not their, string. their yeah. second string. But they're going for this, whereas Leicester and Everton are playing second string sides just for what reason? It's stupid. Go for it. Their fans are ecstatic right now. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and before we move on to the other half of Manchester, Manchester City... Um, We'll just comment on Brighton 2, Millwall 2, Brighton 1 on penalties. Mm-hmm. So Brighton, another Premier League club. And this is one who is faced with potential relegation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not safe. And they've gone for it as well. They're, they're going to be in the semi-final. Um, and Watford, um, who are, again, like Wolves, a per- club in a perfect position to go for a trophy. Mm-hmm. They're mid-table. They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to push for top for Europe, really. Um, and they're, they're doing it. And I think Watford and Wolves would be a lovely final. But, but it will never but happen. It will, be one, it will be one or the other of them. It probably. will never happen. Yeah. Uh, and that is because Manchester City, the big dogs, oh. are in the way. And, I mean, no one has, has given them more of a fright than Swansea City. This is remarkable. It, in itself, that's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> yes. But it is the absolute truth. There was no... Firstly, I mean, let, let's, the context of this game is City went down 2-0 after 20 minutes, 30 <laughs> minutes, something like this. And the, I don't remember, I, I just saw the counter-attack what from Swansea. Oh my God. I mean, that was, if, if City had scored that goal, you wouldn't blink. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. And honestly, the finish, I'm not going to say it's underrated, but I haven't seen enough about the finish. Because, you know, when it comes across like that, yeah. it looks perfect, but it's not easy to do to get enough like whip on it to bend it into the corner. It was fantastic. And not only that, remember the clip that was going around on Twitter about that, that guy taking a penalty for Swansea and it was like the worst penalty yeah, yeah. that was him oh really that yeah. was him <laughs> yeah, from, from absolute zero to hero in the space of a week oh that was that was brilliant 2-0 up 
And I remember saying City are going to win this 4-2. It wasn't the type of thing that they're just too good, but... You really put your neck on the line there, buddy. Yeah, I know. It, was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the most difficult bet I'd ever make, but the manner in which they did it was frustrating to me. Because it was fraudulent? It was fraudulent, yes. Okay. Penalty or no? No. Agreed. Um, offside, obviously. Offside, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it is bizarre. I mean, before we go on, the Bernardo goal was <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Yep. What, what a hit. Yeah. And what a player. He's, he's reached double figures for goals this season. I, and he's played in every position. And frankly, whatever they achieve this season, he's a massive part of Absolutely. It. He's made it so that you actually don't remember David Silva. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's actually becoming a dominant Silva this season. Yeah. Didn't think that would happen. It's true. Um, but but what was incredible here is that VAR was used in the previous in City's previous two rounds. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Were they at home for the previous two rounds? Is that why? I'm going to assume. Because okay. VAR is only being used in Premier League stadiums, which is... I think that's just wrong. Like I get it in this in the sense of remember the Everton was it Millwall game yeah. and there was no VAR and people were saying how can there it's not like is it is it unfair? It's not unfair in the context of the game itself. Both teams have the same, you know, yeah. advantage so to say. But in general, if there's VAR in Manchester United against Wolves and Lindelof gets a red card rescinded, which probably would have banned him for a Premier League game, then why isn't there VAR in like there are permutations across the leagues at this point? That's not fair. Hundred percent, it's total nonsense. It's like if you're gonna have VAR in a competition, it has to be for everyone. Yeah, it just it just makes absolutely no sense. If the premise is that VAR gives you more accurate decisions, then you're just saying to the teams that don't have it, we care less about about the accuracy of the decisions in your game. Yeah, which is which is I mean there are, I I don't want I wanted to use the word outrageous. And then I was like, there are bigger problems in the world. But <laughs> in, in this context... It is outrageous. It is outrageous. It really is. And um, though VAR, if it did its job, although sometimes it doesn't do its job, you can't give the penalty for it. You just cannot give that penalty. No. And you cannot get, and you have to cancel the goal for offside. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And what's more, like, Lib- the Liberty Stadium was a Premier League stadium last year. It's not like it's some pile of bricks that doesn't have the, the infrastructure. Exactly. So, you know. And Swansea, actually, I think before the game... People were saying that Swansea actually have the room and everything. Of course they do. Of course they do. Ridiculous. All right. uh, Quick prediction then. Who's going to win the FA Cup? (laughs) Uh, Let me see. City win a domestic trouble. How about let me put it that way? Could this potentially be the biggest score in an FA Cup? Well, Arsenal beat Villa Mm 4-0 a few years ago. Could City... uh, I mean, they'll probably play Wolves or Watford, right? They could, they if could they get, play they could Wolves, it will be a 2-0. They, yeah. won't, they won't beat Wolves 5 right? No, They I can, agree. but they won't. They'll, they'll beat Wolves 2-0. But if they get Watford, like, it could be 5 it, or it'll, 6. It'll be, it will be 5. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> little part of me wants I to see I think Guerrero Gomez is still the FA Cup goalkeeper, <laughs> so it will be 5. Absolutely. Excellent. You know he voted for Bolsonaro? Uh, yes, he did. What a, anyway. Yeah. Um, let's have a little interlude, and then we'll move on to the Premier League. What are you laughing at? Oh, because those are the notes under that that you wrote here. I did write that. So I decided I had to laugh. Fair enough. Yeah. And we're laughing about Everton beating Chelsea 2-0. Why is this so funny, Alex? Um, Only Fulham have lost more Premier League away games in 2019 than Chelsea. Wow. And I... But I knew that 
going in, but I was still thinking Everton are so shit that Chelsea will surely beat them. Yes. Surely. Like, yes. Everton have been, this season, a massive disappointment. They can't defend, generally, against... We've covered this. They only defend against Liverpool. Yes. Against anyone else, they're slack. And so I thought Chelsea, on relatively good form mm-hmm. recently, smashing it in the Europa League against Dynamo Biddley Bob, and you know winning the last few games in the league, should roll over Everton here. And they got beaten 2-0, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It helps It helps both our teams, <laughs> in actuality. Yes. Yes. Because uh, Ch- so Chelsea had a game in hand, and they were two points uh, behind Arsenal, one point behind Man United. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they actually could have gone fourth. This would have been they, a significant victory. Exactly. Especially a moral victory on, <laughs> at that. <laughs> and they lost 2-0 to... And Marco Silva, on this pod, has come under a lot of criticism. Yes. In fact, he's been called a fraud by myself and, I think, Roche. I've come around to it. Oh, you did come around oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I'm glad I convinced you. <laughs> um, but we did say, and, and we joke around a lot, uh, he's not actually a fraud. He's just you know, going through a tough time. Mm. But we did say that if he won this game and did, yes. a, did does this massive favor, he'd go back into ghost status. So we are glad, Marco, <laughs> to award you with your golden goat. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people in the Bible got in serious trouble for having a golden goat. Um, anyway, welcome back, Marco, to the to the good side. Um, on the other hand, Mauricio Sarri, his, his uh, opposition, said after this defeat that his side had reached their mental limit after top four, top four hopes were dented by this uh, by this defeat. He has said a number of things this season that I would have, if I were advising him, told him not to say. And this is just another one of them. He is, as someone who was, you know, a banker and not really in the football industry, doesn't mm. really care about looks, as we can see from the way he dresses, doesn't really mm. care about the PR side of the game. He says a lot of stuff that is just not ideal. Yeah. And I think, as much as I kind of agree with him that a lot of it is, is you know, a facade and a lot of it is bullshit, there is, to a certain extent, things that you need to say not to piss your squad off. Agreed. And telling them in public that they've reached their mental limit, regardless of what you might say in private, is probably not a wonderful idea. Absolutely. I, I, and I, I feel like maybe some of it is, is translation. Maybe he's talking about them not having any brains, which I wouldn't <laughs> say either if I was a manager in Listen, public. You had enough balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But it, it's, you know what, the thing is, we are being a little bit uh, reactive in the sense of, they are still one point behind Manchester United and still two points behind Arsenal. So yeah. anything happens in the next game, you know, they go to fourth again. This this idea that you know teams are happy to be fourth now, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And and if you look at the run-ins, the only thing that doesn't help Chelsea is that I th- believe they have a hard run-in mm. and Spurs have a difficult run-in. Yep. And Spurs are only three points on Chelsea as well. I, th- I, I believe. I think it's. Four. It's four. It's four. But okay. it's it's four points between third and, and sixth. Right. It's so, really tight. So if we get into that for a second. Sure. Uh, Spurs have uh, City and Liverpool away. Yeah. To still play. Yeah. They're not winning both those games. I mean, they're lucky if they take a point from those two games. Yeah. To be frank. And then the City game is now kind of ridiculous because they drew City in the Champions League. Yeah. So they played them three times in ten days. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> that, that is tough. Yes. That is tough. And it's... it's it's also going to hurt City in a sense because, I mean, this City needs to win that game, you would assume, to 
you know, keep up their title chase. Yeah. And Spurs need to win. It's going to be a great tie. Those, those 10 days are going to be uh, wonderful. I mean, massive. I, and it's something that occurs to me is if Spurs lose, the, I mean, you would expect them to lose mm-hmm. in the league at least. If they then lose that game and the Champions League tie, mm-hmm. psychologically, that might be really difficult to recover from. Yes. In, like in the space of 10 days, being knocked out of the Champions League and losing your, your kind of... Right now, it's in their hands. Yeah. If they lose and the others win, it's not... That, that could be massive. Right. It, 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 could, it could be a catastrophe also for the reputation of Pochettino because, I mean, losing to City itself is not a bad thing. Right. But you could lose three games in a row again. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that won't be not, good. Not ideal. Because then you have Arsenal, who I believe have an easier run-in. They don't have any top six games. Correct. Sure, they have to go away to Newcastle, which on this form is not going to be mm-hmm. uh, easy at all. But you would still think that Arsenal should get that done. And then United have, I think, the, well, they have City. Yeah. Um, at home, which is a tough game, but they have, and they have Chelsea at home, who I would fancy United to beat. Those are the two hardest games they have left. And, and then what, I look what, at Chelsea, and I think they have well United away, obviously, and they have someone else difficult away. Well, I mean, if Everton's difficult, then well, yeah, <laughs> the bar has changed for Chelsea. So it really could be, it really could be a scenario where Tottenham drop out. It really could get to that point. It, absolutely. Uh, well, I think they're going to drop in the next round of Premier League fixtures. I think they have Liverpool. Oh, really? Yeah. So, they have Liverpool away. So, I think in the next round of fixtures, they'll absolutely drop out of the top four. Right. Whether, you know, they can battle back after that. But in the next round, I fully expect Arsenal... So, that's the next set of games? Yeah. So, they could lose four in a row? Yeah, potentially. Wow. Potentially. Okay. Um, But we'll see. It's going to be... I I don't remember a a top four running like this. Usually, by now, one or two teams have, have... failed badly enough that they're out of the race. Yeah. This is this is incredible. Absolutely. And and we're lucky we have that and we have the title race. And the battle for the last relegation spot is nuts too. So I mean we're looking at a really fun last eight weeks. This is why it's the best league in the world, despite not being the best quality. <laughs> best league in the world, trademark. Yeah. yeah. Um finally on this game, Richarlison, twelve league goals this season. He's nineteen, twenty. Something like that. They paid a lot of money for him. Fifty million. But not as worth I, it. As I, well, no. as, I, as I said to you earlier today, if Theo Walcott's worth 20, <laughs> I think you can justify Richarlison being worth 32 million more. Okay, you know what? I, I can see that. That's and my he, angle. I like him also because he's a bit of a brute, oh, yeah. as well as being just a talented like player as well. And I love that. I love that nastiness that, that, that he has about him as well. Yes, agreed. You'd think like 19-year-old kid coming over from Brazil... Like fiddly diddly, yeah. little little tricks and flicks. But no man, he's he's physically he's massive. Oh yeah. Um, all right, we mentioned the title race. Liverpool just about, just about scraping past Fulham. This was dodgy. Isn't this how uh, the best teams win titles? So you win when you play badly. Yep. Isn't that the cliche? Yeah. 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 But I mean, they did it. I wouldn't expect Fulham to be this difficult to beat, but they no. did. It. No, I mean, Scott Parker has lost all three games, but they've lost them more narrowly than they were losing before. So, well done, Scott Parker. <laughs> um, but you, you said to me yesterday, this is Mane's team. Yeah. This is Mane's season. And yeah. he every week, he's, he's getting them out of trouble. He is... I mean, we, we, haven't, I don't, we haven't even really talked about how well he did in the Champions League uh, against Bayern oh. Munich and that, and that finish. And that, to me, yes, this is not the same... Bayern Munich team I get that but the strict fact is the guy did it on the highest level of football 
and he did it against at the lowest level, which is Fulham. <laughs> so <laughs> the he was level of football <laughs> in the Premier He did it in the cottage. So he's he can do this, and he's got 17 goals this season. And yes, again, Mohamed Salah has 17 goals this season. But if you ask me honestly, Salah has not been playing well. Mm. I'm actually shocked by the number of goals that he's gotten. Yeah. If he ends up top scorer, it will be the most underwhelming <laughs> really top would. scorer campaign ever. But as you say, Mane has 17. He is one behind Aguero. He's level with Kane and Aubameyang and, and the other chasing pack. Mm-hmm. So he could very easily win top scorer. Yeah. And I think, frankly, he deserves it. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely think that he has raced up the, the charts for a player of the year, even though to me... Uh, it's still Van Dyke, although Van Dyke had a horrendous mix-up with Allison in this game, and I think the whole world was relieved that he's a human being. Yes, I mean you've seen it now, right? Yeah. More his fault or more Allison? More his fault. Okay. Yeah, I mean he he thought Allison was coming, and Allison was very much not coming. I think he thought Allison was coming because Allison shows up at that part Usually. all the time. <laughs> yeah. So this is probably a re- like just real reflex, probably. but you still have to check. Yes. You still have to be sure of what you're doing. That's fair. It's a bit embarrassing when Ryan Babel steams in and, and nicks it. I, I was I was slightly annoyed that Babel didn't celebrate. Like, yeah, you played for Liverpool, mate, but A, you were shit, and B, it was like a decade ago. Yeah, and I don't think they care. No, <laughs> they really don't. They don't care at all. Um, James Milner scored another penalty. This one was... A rubbish one. Mm-hmm. He was just lucky that the keeper dived a bit further than, than his penalty. Um, but here's a stat about James Milner that is absolutely blowing my mind. He has never lost a game in which he scored, which is 51 games. 140, drawn 11. Now, if you're Jurgen Klopp, yeah, bear with me. Okay. Do you just stick him up front for the first like 25 30? You know, get him to get the first goal. And you know you'll at least get a draw. Uh, no, this is oh. what this is what I would do. <laughs> um, if well, I don't I don't know if he starts every game if if I'm Jurgen Klopp. But did you if, hear the stat? Yeah, I know I hear you. <laughs> but if I'm Jurgen Klopp and we get a penalty, yeah. I put him on the pitch. Yeah. I sub whoever. I don't care what minute the penalty comes in. Sub whoever is on, put him in, score the penalty, and you win the game. Special teams. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly. Fair enough. Um, all right, other results just to run through quickly: Bournemouth two, Newcastle two. Um, so I did a bit of research myself to produce this stat. Since Almiron came into the Newcastle team, they have won three, drawn two, lost only one. And he has no goals or assists. No. <laughs> He's just making them play better. <laughs> just, just, yeah, they're just better. Uh, in this one, uh, Matt Ritchie got the last second goal. I mean, it was literally... I mean, it was over the amount of injury time. Eddie, Eddie Howe looked devastated. And he should be. Because I don't think he's had many good results recently. No. But it also makes no difference. You know, yeah. Bournemouth are in that area where it, nothing matters. They're starting to annoy me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, I get it. Like, you're in this... <laughs> realm that doesn't really matter yeah but you should matter because the amount of hype that Eddie Howe gets right potentially taking over from Pochettino based on what like no. you you need to at least Pochettino when he was Spurs manager um, Southampton manager got them to eight yeah like at least yeah and you could say okay fine the wonderful football you're playing is resonating with the league position what, where is this guy? Like, it's really weird it, it is I mean the, the the thing that I think about when it comes to Daesh is I think Wait, are we talking about Daesh? Oh, sorry. Because um, Daesh is a whole different conversation. Daesh is about to come into it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to introduce the, introduce the Daesh, um, which is not something I like to do. But in yeah. this case, I think Daesh's Burnley and, and Howe's Bournemouth came up at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right about that. 
And they both went about staying in the Premier League in very different ways. Mm. Daesh's Brexit, 11 men behind the ball, dig a trench, lads, you know, lob a grenade over the top, see, if, see what happens. Mm. And Eddie Howe is like, let's play football. We'll win some games, we'll lose some games, but we'll come out on top. Mm-hmm. And Daesh gets a lot of credit, and Daesh got linked with the Everton job, and mm-hmm. pundits were coming out saying it's a disgrace he's not getting a bigger job. And Howe's had the same kind of thing. But I think, to Howe's credit, if you're going to survive in best league in the world, trademark, yeah. <laughs> um, he's gone about it in a fun way. So I give him credit for that. They've also spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They've wasted a lot of money. Which is probably in line with him being Tottenham manager because the <laughs> money that Pochettino spends has been trash most part. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's not been much of it, but like, yeah. you can argue with a lot of those signings. Um, anyway, I, d- I don't know. I don't know what the next step is for, for someone like Eddie Howe. It's, for, for me, it's very much a... If you think of it this way, it reminds me of Roberto Martinez versus David Moyes at Everton. Mm. In the sense of, of course, they didn't come up against each other, but Moisey stabilized the club and got them into the Champions League. It's a fact. Like, <laughs> like what's his name? Daesh got Burnley into, even though it was qualifiers, in the Europa League. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Eddie Howe would love to have that on his CV. Yes. He's, and he's been nowhere near. That's true. So, do I like Daesh? No. A bunch <laughs> of, you know, Brexit merchants, whatever. I, I, I'm not a fan. Yeah. But I kind of, do I respect the results? Yeah, sure I do. Fair enough. Uh, Burnley, speaking of Daesh, uh, lost 2-1 to Leicester, uh, even though uh, Harry Maguire was sent off after four minutes. So they had 86 minutes plus injury time against 10 men and did nothing with it. Because they're a Brexit club. Yeah, this is kind of my point about Daesh. Like, if you can't attack in that scenario, when can you attack? Ridiculous. Uh, James Madison got another fantastic free kick. Um, Brendan Rodgers has three wins out of four. But he has, uh, he has sacked the recruitment staff the recruitment staff that brought in the likes of Madison, the likes of Tielemans, mm. etc. Uh, Ricardo Pereira, right back. They made some really good signings, and Rodgers has got rid of them, apparently, which doesn't sound like a great idea. I, I don't think it's a great idea because his record in the transfer market is pretty bad. It's trash. On, on its own, so I don't know how he's doing it. If they have a director of football or... They used to, but he's gone. Oh, sorry. So the whole... Not, not, you're not even talking about the scouting. You're talking about the director of football operation. Yeah. So it's just him. For now, okay. I guess this, this is maybe, not a good idea. Maybe Colo Torre does it from now on. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, he is his assistant. Yeah. yeah. No, this is not a good idea. <clears throat> it's not a good idea. And yeah, he's had a great start three out of four. We'll take that for what it is. Um, my whole thing is just still. I look at it and I go, Claude Puel won some huge games, and you're still on this, eh? It's it's. I'm not on it in terms of is he better. I think he's a better manager now than Puel Puel was, but I'm just. I'm not here for a lot of people saying, "Oh my God, this is brilliant!" Like it's it's three it's three games. Oh yeah, it's early. And again, Puel won some big games. Sure. So this is no testament to how good this guy is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, fair enough. We'll see. Um, lastly, West Ham for Huddersfield three. I didn't make any notes on this because I don't care. The only thing I care about is Chicharito scored too. I don't care about. And, that. and that's that's it. And he had a LeBron James celebration. That's it. Did he? Yeah. That's a bit much. It was funny. <laughs> and then he complained about not playing. Well, I was like, you picked the time when you scored two goals to say that, just wow. to give yourself some leverage. Chicharito, dear. Yeah. I, I think he'd be a... You know what? If, no. If they lose... No, 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 no. I'm not going there. If Jimenez left to Spurs, because that would make a lot of sense for Spurs to do. Except Chicharito Jimenez will never to play. Chicharito at Wolves, I can see. That'd be great. Mostly because he's Mexican, like Jimenez. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think Jimenez is going to agree to go and be Harry Kane's little backup. Really? He's, he'll never play. Fair. <laughs> fair, right. fair. Uh, speaking of which, let's do Moo Moo of the Week. Yep. Happy Moo Moo. One thing where I know, Sha, Moo Moo not fit sleep forever. One day, Moo Moo go wake up. I have mixed feelings about this, Moo Moo. And okay. I'll, I'll explain why. I'm excited. But I, I do have to give credit to my colleague, Tim, for, for alerting me to this. But let me read this to you. All right. A Hibs fan, Scotland, mm-hmm. a Hibs fan <laughs> who had a stroke, which is the sad part. Okay. We can't celebrate him having a stroke. No. But has told how he shocked nurses by uttering his first words in four months, mocking rival club hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it turned out that, you know, he was, he was there, he'd had a stroke. It's been four months, he hadn't said a word. He heard the nurses talking about how they were fans of hearts. And his first words were, hearts of shite. (laughs) Five months since his first words, the young man's speech is getting better every day. He's still in a wheelchair, but hoping to be on his feet to be his dad's best man at his wedding later this year. Very, very sweet. Um, Let me tell you what he said about the incident itself, which is, I was so confused, I didn't even know what was happening or anything. But when I had a heart doctor looking after me, someone had said, what's hearts? And I just said, hearts are shite. It just came to me. I was so happy that I spoke out. Everyone laughed. <laughs> Wait, like, so when you say a heart doctor, like a doctor who is checking out his heart? He's saying it was a hearts doctor, as in a doctor that supported hearts. But I can see where the confusion might arise. Yeah, because I'm like, what if, that a stroke? what if they're checking out his heart and he goes, our oh, hearts are shite. And they're like, well, you don't want this heart. You can die tomorrow. <laughs> it's a confusing situation, but a somewhat delightful one. Yeah, yeah, a lighthearted, happy, shite heart. <laughs> Let's see what you've done there. I do more, more. One thing we are no shy. Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. So, like, I know we're talking about stroke, but we were just talking about comas. And it just occurred to me. I was like, okay, if I were in a coma, mm. I would, like, if, I don't know if you people dream vividly in comas or whatever. No but, idea. Or if they're thinking whatever's going on. But, like, I'd probably be worried and be like, did United win the league again? Like, did it happen? How long have I been here? Yeah. Like, is, did Fergie's ghost come back? Like, these are things that would be going through my head. It would occur to me. And imagine waking up and then your favorite team got relegated. That would be awful. Yeah, you'd want to go back into the coma. But yeah, yeah. Along a similar line, uh, this is not relevant. But I had a thought today, which was because I walked past an escape room. Okay. And I thought, if you'd been in jail <laughs> for like ten, twenty years, <laughs> and you come out and you're like, people are paying for this shit. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Um, Mohanan's favorite player, Adam Johnson, will have that exact thought in the month or whenever he's coming out. Yeah, Mohanan keeps giving us updates about this, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want updates about Adam Johnson's life and when he's getting out of jail. And and what terrifies me is that I think someone might give him another contract. Yeah, because clubs do this. Remember when Chad Evans like raped someone, and then someone gave him a, a new deal. Is he? I actually, so he was at Sheffield United, right? Yes. So I actually looked at the league table to see where, like, they were. They're, they might get promoted. Yeah, yeah. I think they're now, se- well, we're going to talk to Hampshire for a second. <laughs> so they're now second, yeah. if I, I believe, and Leeds are third. Correct. 
and if leads don't get their act together, they're not going up automatically. Yes. And then you they know, also have to spy on everyone to get it through. Mate, the, you the know playoffs. they'll bottle the playoffs. Yes. You know it. They really, and then he'll walk out. Yeah. They, they really <laughs> yeah. Will. But I looked through the team to see if Chet Evans, Chet Evans was there and I didn't see his name. No, I think the plan was for them to re-sign him, but I believe, I could be wrong about this, I think there was enough outcry that they didn't. Okay. But then someone else did. Some other club did. Okay. So Maybe yeah. Oldham. Were, and Paul Scholes resigned after 30 days. By text. I think that's gangster. I just, I just think that's gangster. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it's like, I've had enough. Screw it, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's on brand. He doesn't care. Yeah. And, yeah. It was his boyhood team, so I'll give it a go. Eh, not yeah. working. Screw it. Whatever. Good for him, for having the freedom to do whatever he likes in his life. And Speaking uh, of someone else that has tons of freedom to do whatever they like. Messi. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to play the mole role. Okay. Uh, so. You're going to be the cheerleader? Oh my god. Guys, guys, I know that every week we do this, but guys, this is the best player to ever live and to just step on the foot, just step his foot on the earth. Guys, did you see what Messi did? Like, come on, man. You watch 19 minutes. Just You have to watch the whole game and see what he does. It's not like Ronaldo just you know, highlights and stats. It's not like <laughs> that. It's every minute of the game, this guy. Oh my god, I used to, love, I used to hate football. Now I'm in love again. That was a very good Mo impression. Well, thank you very much. I mean, not the voice. That, yeah. that, you can't do it. But, but, but the, the aggression and the passion. Yeah. Emerging. And even, even some of the words. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if there were ever a week in which he would be justified in, in going on an absolute rant about yeah. little Leo, it would be this. Betis won, Barca four. I mean, what, what else can you say at this point? It was, it was as Ray Hudson would say, magisterial. It, it, really was, was. it was phenomenal from the word go. He just, the game was his toy. Yeah. He, you know, we say he scores when he wants. Leo Messi kind of does. Like, when he just decides to play, mm. it's over. It's done. And this is why a couple of weeks ago I said I think Barcelona might win the Champions League. is because no one can stop him. I mean, definitely not Chris Smalling and Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, Messi's going to have a field day in, in, in that tie. But, mm. I mean, he's, he's been phenomenal. The, the little chip at the end for for that to seal the hat trick that was nuts Rakitic assist by the way uh, <laughs> well yes. I think Rakitic is a world class player so but, do I uh, yeah, oh, oh so that's it that's the under the car stance on Ivan Rakitic that <laughs> like he yes. is world class but we we digress we do I, it, something I, I did what I did pick out about this was that for each of his goals mm. Messi was the person that gave the ball to the person that then assisted him I mean, so, I think that's a tactic. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, especially with the third goal, the chip. When I was watching it, when he laid it out wide, usually the player that laid it out wide from that position would either just stand there on the edge of the box mm-hmm. waiting for the ball to come back out or would get into the box for the cross. Messi just followed his pass. Yeah. And almost demanded it back. Absolutely. And frankly, if you're a Barcelona player and you don't just give it back to him, what are you doing with your life? It's, it's wonderful. It was, I think, 4-1 in the end. I think... Suarez got the last one, or no? He got injured. I can't remember who got the last goal in this game. Or was it just three? No, it was four. Suarez did get the other one. Suarez, I mean, let's talk about this for a little bit. Suarez had, up until his goal, a horrendous game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just saw the highlights of this, but he missed unbelievable chances and chances where he shot when he should have squared it and this and that. It was horrible. And then he scored a wonderful, wonderful goal where he beat three defenders and slotted it in the corner. But what it made me think was the Liga shit. <laughs> <laughs> Farmers League. No, what it made me think was 
you know, there's a lot of talk about how Suarez is old. There's talk about Barcelona potentially going back in for Griezmann. We can discuss that in a little bit. Mm. There's talk, um, as you said to me earlier, that they're looking at Luka Jovic. The, Bas- the role of the forward in Barcelona's team is A, an extremely difficult one, and B, Luis Suarez, for all the people, some people complain about him, is going to be incredibly difficult to replace. It, near impossible to replace. And to think that he came in replacing David Villa, who mm. we've pretty much forgotten because Luis Suarez has been so, so good. Um, I don't know how they're going to do that. The, the way he plays the game, I mean, Messi will score goals regardless, but the way he plays the game creates a lot of space for Messi because, like you said, if, if Suarez is on form, he will score a ton of goals. And you can't ignore that. You have to keep your eyes on the guy. And, and, he's, he, and he's wonderful. But you have a point. How do you replace this guy? I, I don't know where you go to do that mm. right now. I, I think at a certain point, the club's plan was possibly Griezmann. Mm. And I think that probably would have worked to some extent. They're not identical players, mm. but you can see the, enough similarities to make the system work. Now you're saying, you mentioned that they're looking at Luka Jovic, who is one of Europe's you know, brightest young strikers, but it would be a massive gamble unless you bring him in thinking that Suarez has a couple of years left and you kind of understudy for a bit. Right. I, I think they could do worse than, say, a Timo Werner mm. or, or someone like that while Suarez is still able to play, kind of learn the system, come up through it, and then see what happens. You know, you could do worse than that. The, the Griezmann rumors are there because apparently Griezmann is trying to throw himself at Barcelona at this point. And <laughs> they're, mean... they're like, no. In fact, there was a quote that went out um, yesterday uh, from someone related to the club. I don't remember. I, I saw his name, but I don't remember it. But he said, we're not going to go back in the market for players who embarrassed us. Um, like, and he specifically name-dropped Neymar and Griezmann. I mean, absolutely, they should never touch Neymar again in their lives. Yeah. Griezmann, I think he embarrassed himself more than anything with that network special half hour special about how he's staying at Atleti it it was I mean extremely cringeworthy yeah like I think I'd rather have watched like Big Brother or something that's how (laughs) bad that was Um, the thing is with Griezmann I understand why he stayed because he he has the platform he's the main man at Atleti they regularly challenge for if not the title I mean he he arrived after they won the title which is a shame for him um, he's been in two Champions League finals. Not many people can say that they even have the chance to win a Champions League. So there's that. But I think signing that extension was probably the wrong move. Well, the, there were there were two things that happened with Griezmann, right? There was um, Jose Mourinho wanted him to come to Man United, and that looked like it was happening for mm. 100 million. People thought, now when the market went kind of crazy, and people thought, you know what, that's a good deal. And it was pretty, pretty close. And then the transfer ban for Atleti came in, and he said, I'm going to stay another year. Then the next year was the Barcelona thing. Yeah. And then we thought, okay, fine, you've done your year, whatever, let's go, keep it moving. But the guy decided to stay yeah. and extend his contract and do that stupid ad. <laughs> now I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I mean, we take him at United, great, but if I'm Barcelona, I'm not touching that. I'm just not doing that. I think you can guess, almost yeah. do even, not better, but... You can do better for your club. I, I think, yeah, I think there's an argument that if it if it's going to cost you a hundred odd million for Griezmann, you can spend the money better. Yeah. Um, on someone who's younger. I mean, he's he's 27, um, nearly 28, as as we found out earlier today mm-hmm. uh, when we were doing a bit of, <laughs> a bit of research. Um, and when I say research, I mean you knew how old he was, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, 
I mean, he's a wonderful, phenomenal player. He scored a ton of goals for a team that mostly defends, you know, at least in the big games. That you know, they don't play a system that that facilitates him scoring a ton of goals. Yeah, he does it almost despite it. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think if he doesn't move this summer, then he's probably there for life because the, when, once you hit 28, 29, as Bale is going to find out potentially mm. this summer, once there's no resale value and you know injuries start to catch up, it gets difficult. We'll, we'll get to Madrid in, in, a, in, a, in a minute, um, but it just occurred to me, if Spurs don't make the Champions League, then Barcelona chunking a bunch of money at Harry Kane is not a bad idea. I think it would be a very good idea for Barcelona. I just he doesn't strike me as a Barcelona. I don't think they would look at him as a Barcelona player. Um, yeah, fair. Rightly or wrongly, I, I just there are you know they don't really do that English thing, whereas no. Real Madrid do. Yeah, they don't. They they tried it. Yeah. I think with a couple. I can't remember who it was. Well, but they had Lineker and stuff. Well, Lineker scored a bunch of goals. Yeah, yeah, but. But I mean, Mark recently. Hughes, but that's Walsh, so whatever. <laughs> uh, and he didn't score a bunch of goals. No. Um, but, I mean, Harry Kane can play in any system as far as I'm concerned. He can shoot, I mean, he can be a tap-in merchant, which it will be at Barcelona, and he can shoot from anywhere, which Messi might get mad at him for. But, he'd, have to, he'd have to turn that down. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, it would be fascinating. I, I can't see it, personally. I think Madrid is a more viable option, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Especially with Zizou. Yes, exactly. Um, speaking of which, Real Madrid 2, Celta Vigo 0. It was also predictable, wasn't it? Oh, Isco yeah. back in the team. Keylor Navas back in the team. Love that. Um, Bale, uh, this was maybe a slight surprise. Bale back in the team and scoring. Um, I mean, it was as simple as that. Zidane makes it look easy, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Um, again, we'll wait for some more results. But absolutely, he makes it look easy. This is it, He makes it look easy because he did the obvious thing, as you said. Yeah. It's like... You want to play Isco? <laughs> you know, like, Keylor, it's as if he just looked at it and went, well, what was wrong? It was just the obvious. You're not using my team. Yeah. So he came back to bring, I mean, Keylor Navas for Courtois is the most hilarious thing. That's that was very, the thing I didn't see coming. That was hilarious. very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I forgot it was an option. But, like, Zidane didn't want to replace Navas. No. And, you know, it was probably one of the reasons that he, he left, because he wasn't getting the say over those kind of transfers. So when, when you think about it, right, like, he left... I think, like we said, he, he said he was tired and he needed a break. But then you come right back. He wasn't tired. He didn't need a break. He was upset, like as you said, with probably the direction the club was going in. Yeah. I, well, I think, I mean, maybe he was tired. I don't know. But I think, yeah, more to, more to the point, he thought there needed to be some changes. Mm-hmm. And he somehow, despite winning three Champions Leagues in a row, apparently didn't have the clout to make them. And Perez was still going to do what Perez was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like sign a new goalkeeper to replace Keylor Navas because he's not a Galactico because Perez is an absolute psychotic idiot. Exactly. But, you know, he gives it a few months. Perez sees how terrible life is without him. Then he comes back and anything he wants, he should get. It's, it's interesting. I, I agree with you. And, and Marcelo coming in for Reguillon or whatever. And I don't know who's better at this particular moment. <laughs> but it, it, as we've seen with other clubs... If the players like the guy, they're going to play for the guy. Yep. And that's really the most important thing at Real Madrid right now. They didn't like Lopetegui. Well, Ramos didn't, at least. And I'm not sure there was much love for Solari fighting with Ishko and Marcelo and, I think, someone else. Well, Bale, I'm not sure he's really that happy with him. But no. Bale didn't like Zidane either, so we'll see, we'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens there. Yeah. But, yeah, 2-0 win. Uh, and I think, who scored the most? Uh, it was Bale and, and Isco, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, party at the Isco. Yeah, exactly. And Asensio back, and he was good as well. Uh, Zidane, though, linked with Hazard, who mm-hmm. he's always liked. And today, I saw a rumor about Sadio Mane, which, I mean, may just be because Mane is the, the hot ticket right now, but uh, he would rip it up. He would. Don't see it happening, but he would. Yeah. Uh, signed a new contract recently, and I'm, I think he's probably happy where he is. True. But Hazard is probably desperately unhappy. Oh, oh. Hazard is out the door, man. Like, yeah, he has to. This has to be it. Yeah. If, if this isn't it, then it's never going to happen. Honestly, if I was him and I didn't get the move to Real, I'd probably take any other move at this point. Yeah. The problem for Chelsea is that they may very well have this transfer ban, uh, so they won't be able to... Oh, good thing they signed Pulisic. Maybe they knew. Maybe they that probably was, knew. They, they probably did. Because now, and I think they had their, not not the request for an appeal, but something got turned down turned down, and they're, they're claiming discrimination because the Spanish teams got to have an appeal and sign a bunch of players and stock up. But Wow. Yeah. I, I, Chelsea claim anything. Yeah, they will. They, yeah. they shouldn't claim discrimination. No, that's the last <laughs> thing. That's the last thing Chelsea should, should, uh, should claim. Uh, finally, I just wanted to add this in um, from the Sid Lowe column. Uh, I'll quote directly. It's not just Messi on the front cover of El Mundo Deportivo on Monday. Their arms out celebrating right across the masthead is English forward Tony Duggan, scorer of the decisive goal as Barcelona beat Atletico 2-0 on Sunday in front of 60,739 fans at the Wanda Metropolitano, the biggest crowd ever in women's football. That is wonderful. It is. I, I mean, nice to see, you know, English players don't travel abroad very well, usually. Except the women. The, the women are killing it. Yeah, Enio Luko's killing it at Juventus, supposedly, yes. as well. And, I mean, they're all over the place. Especially, well, the Eng- I think the English Women's Super League, or I can't remember what they call it, is not that good compared to the French League, compared yeah. to the Italian League. So there are a bunch of them just killing it out there. Uh, and Canadians as well, Ashley Lawrence at PSG, like, it, it, it's great. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a huge crowd. Yeah, which is which is very encouraging. That's wonderful. Um, finally, Bilbao to Atleti nil. Atleti, after being knocked out of the Champions League, may just slide on out of relevance. I think it, did has Simeone pushed this as far as he can go? Ah, uh, yes. I, I feel that way. I mean, he'll stay. Yeah. Because I don't think there are any takers anymore for Simeone. I think I I also don't think I think Simeone. So he reminds me of uh, a little bit of a Solskjaer type of manager in the sense of I don't think Solskjaer will be successful anywhere else. I think if he's not successful at United, he will not be successful anywhere else but Molda. Because <laughs> these are clubs that he knows. Yeah. So it's this whole tradition and whatever. Simeone goes anywhere else, maybe Inter. Maybe. 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 It, will be, it won't work. It just I, won't I, work. I just I want to see it, though. I want to see it. I don't because I like him a little bit. And mm. I don't want him to turn to Jose Mourinho. But, but would you rather he try something else and it fails? Or he just like stays at, at Atleti for 20 years and it slowly just gets worse and worse? I guess we think it'll get worse, but he's been there 10 years. Oh. And it's been... If this is the worst... I mean, if this is bad... Yes. Then they'll take that. Agreed. Yeah. They're still second. Like, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But there just hasn't been any progress in the last few years. And something that Atleti keep doing is buying these flair players. And, and then, you know, Simeone tries to get them to play Atleti, the Atleti way. Yeah. And, and you've got Thomas Lamar completely wasted... You know, and, and then halfway through the season, he just reverts back to type, and they go ultra defensive. But it's yeah, it's the it's the Pochettino argument where we go, it's not much progress, but it's the best it's going to get. So should we just be happy with it? Maybe, except that they actually spend a ton of money. Yeah, and they actually win Europa League. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, anyway, that'll do for Spain. Quickly on Italy, uh, Juve lost a game. Uh, yes, unbelievable. unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. 
Uh, let's get this out the way. Okay. Uh, Ronaldo did not play. Yeah. And Dybala played. Mm. And um, I'll do Mo again. What a fraud, May. Daddy didn't play and you couldn't step up to fill his shoes. <laughs> Boo hoo hoo fraud. He was captain as well. <laughs> but he did actually score a goal uh, that got ruled out. That there was game. an offside in the build-up. He got he got barred. Yeah, but so it doesn't count. And yeah. you know what? This doesn't help. I mean, they're what? 13 points ahead still? 15, yeah. So it doesn't matter no. in that. It would have been great considering they were out the Copa Italia to go unbeaten. And then at least you can say, you know, we've done something that has never been done in Italy or whatever. Um, but it doesn't help the narrative that this club is not very good mm. unless Cristiano Ronaldo plays. I mean, that, but that is a risk when you sign someone like that. Yes. Yeah. You're going to be, become reliant on your best player. It's just it's yeah. what happens. But then the problem is that Dybala, and, it, and this is again, I'm going back to this fraud thing, but even though I'm not sure I believe it, but <laughs> it's you are supposed to be an elite level talent. Sure. And Cristiano Ronaldo's not playing, but you're playing against Genoa. Mm. You should win this game. You should probably score a goal or two. Well, he did. Well, a real goal. <laughs> this isn't like a Roche 2010 header that didn't count offside that we're going to hear about for the next couple of years, no. But in, in this context, it's in the shadow of Ronaldo scoring a hat-trick against yeah. Atletico Madrid, yeah. which is unbelievable achievement. And again, 2-0 down, he scores a hat-trick. You're becoming very dependent on a 33-year-old. As much as this is going to be a dominating league performance and they're probably going to get to the Champions League semifinals, maybe even the final... I, I, I'm a little bit concerned for the future of this team, personally. Why? They've got Aaron Ramsey coming. Everything's fine, mate. Exactly. I'm concerned <laughs> about the future of this team. <laughs> Just a little bit. Fair enough. Um, Napoli 4, Udinese 2. Uh, a routine win for Napoli, but David Ospina actually had a real injury this time. He's been a bit of a laughing stock with us over the years because in every game he plays, he goes down for mm-hmm. like a few minutes and he's absolutely fine. In this one, he suffered a blow to the head. He carried on playing. They called the ambulance. They did call the ambulance, <laughs> and and then he collapsed. It was pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's fine. He's all right. Okay. But um, good, good, good. Yeah, good. crazy. Uh, Milan derby. Inter Nuts. beating AC Milan. Uh, I was going to say away, and it is away, but you know, also at home. Um, the Inter fans started with a banner saying send them to hell, as in send Milan, AC Milan to hell, mm-hmm. and ended it with one that just said shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is fantastic. Inter now uh, two points clear of, of AC Milan in third, and unless Ranieri can work miracles with Roma, it does look like those two will battle it out for the last two Champions League places. Uh, and we're relying on Ranieri, who's done. He's finished man I mean he's come into Roma he's now won one and lost one uh, both against crap teams Empoli and Spal but the first thing he did was put them into a 4-4-2 which is really funny like does anyone play 4-4-2 in Italy uh, no no they really don't uh, I think in Juve tried it one game <laughs> did it work? maybe actually this game that they lost at least like <laughs> my app told me it was a 4-4-2 oh. uh, but probably not no um, but still man like, so Roma I know we're running out of time but a little bit to talk about Roma there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I mean, my monkey's left. Yeah. And Palazza came. Well, well. So Monchi, I think, in his press conference with, I think he's back in Sevilla now. Yes. And he, he briefed reporters saying that uh, the quote is uh, Palazza was going to the right and I was going to the left. And he just means in divergent directions. He's yeah. not talking politically. That he's <laughs> yeah. not, Palotta was going fascist. Yeah. yeah. He's basically saying that they weren't, we weren't on the same side in, in terms of decision making. And Palotta came out, and he, he, he's very outspoken. And he came out and he said, 
I gave him the keys to this football club. I, I honestly, I was taken aback at how much power Palotta claimed to have given Monch. I mean, he said we told him to hire the manager, mm-hmm. we told him to hire the recruitment staff, the performance staff, everyone. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is your this is your your party. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot of power to give to someone like that, and I kind of get it. Like, you want a unified vision. Monchi proved himself a very canny operator at Sevilla. Yeah. But if you do that and it goes wrong like it did, I mean, it's a massive problem. There are no checks and balances there. Exactly. And and apparently at one point, Palotta said to Monchi, this isn't working. Mm. What's the plan B? And Monchi said, there is no plan B. No, we're just going to keep doing it. Francesco, this is what we're doing. I I tie myself to this manager. And so when they sack the manager, in effect, they also sack Monchi. Yeah. I mean, Di Francesco, there were rumors that he was going to leave a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So it does kind of roll in line with that. And then Palotta at the end did say... You know, we've had more injuries this season than ever before, and we're we were at risk of not making Champions League for the first time in how many years. So he does have a very good point. Yeah. And to for Monty to go back to Sevilla to me, I I have a strange feeling that the candidates who were probably in line to bring him in, rumors of Arsenal, rumors of United, I think they probably got a bit scared. Yeah. After this Roma thing and decided to look elsewhere. It's very possible. Um and he'll be back at Sevilla, he'll be comfortable there, he knows what the deal is. It's a bit of a shame from a neutral point of view kind of wanted to see him elsewhere see yeah, what he could do absolutely it would almost be the decider yeah. because Sevilla was so good and Roma didn't really work out at all um, nonetheless Roma now have to bring in a new director of football and a new manager I'm not sure who they will go with I bloody hope they don't keep Ranieri past the end of the season Conte's available it's Laurent Blanc time <laughs> he, he needs I will keep saying this till like I don't know. Like right. it's time. I think you need a website it's dedicated time. to this. Yeah, course. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Change.org, mate. Uh, let's let's end the pod with uh, some local news. Toronto FC um, in their second MLS game of the season, right? I think so. They've not been playing. <laughs> no, this is only the second one. Um, beat New England three two at home at BMO Field. Uh, started the game with Jordan Hamilton mm-hmm. and Akinola up front. Akinola's first. This is his debut. Yeah, and Jordan Hamilton. Who is like 22 and has been in like, I think maybe 20, maybe he's older than that. Anyway, he's been like a young TFC Academy player forever and he's awful. Yeah. And was awful again. I'm surprised Boyd didn't start at least. Well, they brought, brought Boyd and, and uh, Altidore off the bench and, and Altidore the, scored, yeah. you know, immediately <laughs> and then shouted, This is my pitch or whatever. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Um, he, he, he said before the game, like, he's, he's happy to come back to his home. Mm. And this is his home. He runs his club. And, and rightfully so. Yeah. Right, rightfully so. Our, our friend uh, Sonia Musio has uh, started a campaign to get him the keys to the city. Fair enough. I, I don't know what that actually means in reality, but every time he scores, she tweets the mayor, <laughs> which is quite funny. I mean, if they don't give them, I, the only question I'll have is, are you dumb, bro? <laughs> We're on our way. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there. Bernie, thank you very much. Awesome. Great to be back. Koshkast listeners, thank you very much, and we will see you next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.